0: Welcome to the Survival Prepper Show, where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor. Learn about disaster preparedness, survival, and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way. This is not your typical prepping podcast, and they won't be silenced by the censors. Here are your hosts, Duff and Dale.
1: You're muted. Hey there everyone, welcome to the show <laughs> Yeah, hit the mute button I was sitting back here I, I guess I forgot to um, Schedule the, the stream thing For Rumble So oh. what we're going to have to do Is do this half an hour on YouTube And then we'll go to Rumble And figure that out We'll have to end the show And then we'll uh, schedule another one for Rumble Because I screwed that up uh, Unless it's, I tried to fix it As we were doing this but I don't think it actually worked uh, midstream. So, what's that? Oh, now you're muted. Yeah, it says we're live. Oh, so it did work. Okay, so all that work in the beginning did pay. <laughs> that that one minute of of well, chaos actually did pay off.
2: We will see. We'll see. I have it. It's showing the uh, the trailer right now. But I so I don't know. We'll see if we're actually live or it's just the trailer playing. I'll let you know though.
1: Well, I can see us on Rumble, and we're we're actually over there. So if uh, okay. anybody is listening on Rumble, let us know. <laughs> this is confusing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's – yeah, yeah. I just – I forgot one thing, and then um, – at any rate, I'll just start that whole damn thing over again. Hey, there, hey, that's everyone. That's kind of well, like
2: preparedness, though, right? That's kind of like preparedness, you know? You forget that one thing, and luckily we're not in the uh, – you know, we're, luckily we're not in, in some sort of craziness that this is all it is, but you forget something. And then when you need it, you know, if you don't ever have to replace it again, that, that's kind of a, it's kind of a, makes it set, sets up kind of a mess, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, in a nutshell, yeah, preparedness. Cause you spend, I spent um, probably the last three hours redoing everything, making sure everything's set up correctly, doing all that stuff and go figure, you know, one thing. Uh, you know, jack up one thing and it, <laughs> and it screws everything up. And and the one thing that we've actually been really, you know, harping about with it, people on on Rumble and how great that's going over there and how much we like Rumble. And then that's the one yeah. thing I forget. <laughs> so,
2: Rumble, dude, I enjoy it. I'm enjoying the whole Rumble thing. That's why I'm glad it worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, at any rate, I suppose we'll <laughs> we're done with all this Not at the beginning hey there everyone welcome to the show uh today we've got like i like we were just talking about we're going to do a couple topics here on youtube that are youtube friendly basically uh and then we are going to jump on rumble because we've got a couple things uh brian sent me this south park video he saw never thought we'd ever play a south park video on this show but it is it is spot on so it's it's kind of (laughs) funny yeah and then uh uh, some stuff about the Clintons too, because another uh, another one of their aides suicided himself. So uh, we're going to talk about that over there as well. Uh, over here, though, I got a, a couple things I wanted to talk about today. You had sent me uh, a video from Redacted, and it was talking about the YouTube CEO stepping down. And she and I'll preface this: I'm just going to play about a minute or so of this video, but. But she basically stepped down say, citing that she wanted to spend time with her family and stuff. And and that very well could be true. But the, the things that are going on right now, um, it just seems a little fishy. Uh, but, you know, that's not to say that that's why she stepped down because she wanted to get away from all this. Like they say in this video that I'm going to play, uh, just because she stepped down doesn't mean um, that she's going to be able to get away from anything. So um, do you have anything else to add on that video before I play this clip? No, let's
2: go ahead and look at it, man. It's
1: a cool video. Let me just play about a minute or so of this this, uh, clip right here.
3: Leaving a company does not get one off the hook. All four of these are former Twitter execs, and they still had to testify uh, about their decisions. Now, under what how do we say your name again you say I, I think
4: it's wajiki w- susan wajiki. wajiki okay
3: yeah um youtube has been one of the strictest platforms for censorship they prohibited creators from saying that the COVID vaccine does not prevent the spread of covid which is now irrefutable in fact here are some old rules for things that youtube did not allow about covid early i'm going to say these came out early 2021 late 2020 and then they changed those um here are some newer rules
1: now i want to pause this real quick here and and i hesitate to even say this over here because i don't want us to get in trouble but uh, this maybe should have been something saved for for rumble but this you, you look nice at a couple eight. of these
2: you, you can soft pedal it. Hey, that that's the reason we're on rumble with everybody over there. Right. And we get yeah. more, we get a ton more people over there and more people in the conversation because you can say this. So for rumble, we're sorry that we have to tone this down, but this is going live on YouTube and they shut down the channel. So,
1: yeah. Um, all I was going to say, and, and I'll, I'll finish playing this in a second. Some of these examples they're using right now, if you are somebody that denies that COVID-19 exists, or if you are somebody that that claims that nobody's died from COVID nineteen, you know you deserve what you get. I, I suppose if you're that naive to think all of that stuff, but those have to be. I think my point with this is I think that those if those have to be the rules that they set. What what's the what's the danger really in somebody? I mean that's some Q shit right there. I, I need well, to watch my mouth. Well, I mean you,
2: you you can look at it as right like. I think we can agree, you know, and maybe not everybody agrees. But I I have never known anybody to die by the flu, right? I knew people who died from this, so in my world, it it was worse than the flu. Was it as bad as they all said? You know, I, yeah, I don't know which was I, I don't know which was worse. The you know the response, you know, and you can you can you can lump the jab in there as part of the response. Um, than the, than the, the, the virus itself. Cause here, you know, we're years on past it now and you can see the lunacy of, especially that it comes out more and more what a lot of people said that we're getting censored. A lot of people that are watching this, have who've probably been, if you're on if they were on Facebook, they've probably been, had their account shut down or ban, you know, or they've been banned from their own account or whatever. You can't do a bunch of stuff on your account or they had their account locked for, some people 30 days or longer. Uh, we, we were all affected by the censorship of it. Right. Even if you would go out and you say like, like this, like we could literally say like, yeah, we think it, you know, it was worse than the flu. I can say that, which is a, you know, is not the step of what they want. But if you question anything, even stuff that's coming out and has been proven true, they yeah. Google and Facebook, especially Google and Facebook really suppress it now. And I think that's the, uh, the the ridiculousness of, you know, I don't know if I can say the ridiculousness of how ridiculous they were about everything.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of my point with this. If, if this is such a big deal that you have to, um, you know, block information that, that people, if if you think it's so dangerous that people are going to, you know, all of a sudden this information is going to spread that COVID doesn't exist, which it does by the way, YouTube, um, I mean, I just don't see that as dangerous. I think that is as fringe people that want to, you know, want to believe the Earth is flat, want to believe, you know, all these other things. It's they're going to believe what they believe anyway. So I think it's and 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 it's the narrative that they're sowing,
2: right? It's they're the ones casting misinformation and disinformation. I hate all this. They're the ones that are bsing the world about it right now. Yeah, and we're still tap dancing. We're still literally doing this. It's like why when we shut down the YouTube stream and go to Rumble. It's such more, so much more enjoyable, you know. Yeah, that we can have yeah. the can have honest conversations, and that's what they don't want. They don't want honest conversations about these things. Yeah, they're they're and, focusing and, and they make on us this. Feel type like of- we're the ones. Well, they make us feel us are you know the you know mo- most of who watches this feel like somehow they're being dishonest in what they say, or somehow like they're you know they're not that they're being dishonest, but they're they're worried about like hey, I'm putting this stuff out here. Yeah. Because yeah. Y- it has your account, it has all, there's so many ramifications it's like literally they're the ones putting out the misinformation.
1: Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And and that's what we're going to talk about today, but I just wanted to pause this because these, this is so like small potatoes, I guess, compared to what the real problems are and the real problems are these information, these misinformation places that we're going to talk about. The real problem is them disseminating th- their information, which is misinformation, but you know the the average Joe Blow on YouTube is gonna get you know taken down for uh, just making up some crazy wacky shit. So stuff. So yeah. gotta watch my damn mouth. I'm I'm being worse than you tonight.
2: <laughs> well, you know you uh, you had a
1: stressful pre show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, let me finish playing this though real quick, and then we'll move yeah. on.
3: Um, things that you cannot say now. On YouTube, and you can see they removed. They totally
0: flipped on it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they removed, you know, t- claims about contracting the virus after vaccination. Uh, to say now that the vaccination does not guarantee a prevention of contracting the virus. Um, YouTube also. So you know, we've been suspended for saying that very thing about how vaccinated people still can contract COVID. Um, and we had a two-week um, ban. ban, meaning we couldn't use our channel, we couldn't comment on our channel, we couldn't let you know. Um, and then we were, we, we had the same punishment again because we had covered.
1: Okay, so basically, what what, and and that's my concern with all this because this uh, uh, some stuff just came out recently. Is today we're going to talk about this more on Rumble. I don't want to get into the whole uh, COVID thing too much here, but. Um, some stuff came out today that it that the defense department thinks it came out of a lab. So all of this stuff that Whoa. used to be conspiracy theory that we got no lambasted way. about is all of a sudden coming out. So that's so farcical. Yeah, yeah. So farcical? Wow.
2: Yeah, I just came up with that. I mean that's a word, right? That that is a word. So I, I is there it? we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: What? So farcical. Are you kidding I, me? I, Yeah, yeah, that—that's news to me. What—what exactly is the definition of so farcical?
2: Well, you know what, man? It just sounds like it has to do with being a farce. So I'm actually looking it up right now because so farcical. Because I—I might it might mean like you know like some other stuff. It's uh, (laughs) let's see,
1: some sexual. Oh yeah, there we go. It
2: makes sense. Oh, so relating to or resembling a farce, especially because of of absurd or ridiculous aspects. So I would. So it worked. I nailed that one. (laughs) this is farcical.
1: Yeah. Um, At any rate. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the things those are the things that it's that whole thing we talk about all the time. How long until conspiracy theory becomes conspiracy fact. And that window is closing and closing more and more these days. We and people like us that have been talking about and there's a whole bunch of people out there talking from the beginning how this, you know, was, you know, probably from a lab and everything just got chastised and lambasted and got told you were crazy. And, 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 you know, you become those people that everybody sort of looks down upon well. now it comes out and it's true. So, and that's, this is just one example of that. How often that happens now.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and there's so much of it's true, right? You, I mean, you can even look at, look at the Q stuff, right? And people bash on Q. But what was the the, the premise behind Q besides, you know, the the government cabal and the top secret, you know, the guy with the highest security clearance that nobody knows about it because it's such a high level clearance, which when you look up his clearance, there is actually a Q level clearance out there. It's top secret clearance. But whatever. Let's go beyond that. What they say that there's a pedophile ring of elites that exchange, you know, they exchange kids and swap kids and do all kinds of terrible stuff. That's out there controlling the, you know, trying to control the world or wants to, you know, trying to take, get it on so un- un- complete lockdown. And then we look forward and you got Klaus Schwab dressing up, you know, as, you know, Darth, Darth Maul or something like, you know, trying to wear his best Dr. looking empire Evil. out, but talk, talking with a Dr. Evil accent, you know, and, and, and you have Epstein Island, which, you know, they, they keep saying, Oh, we're going to let some more of the Epstein stuff out. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. And, and was that after it scrubbed after you take you know Bill Gates's name off of the uh you know the the top 100 customer list of Epstein island yeah like so we know that stuff is is pretty much true so and then you go back to that so what what these what the what are these days what 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 what's not true with all the conspiracy stuff they're the conspirators they're the ones spinning the non-truth so like what you know, and we try to, we keep it mostly mellow on the, on this stuff. And it's like, what hasn't been true yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And these, these websites that promote all this stuff, like the, the global disinformation index, uh, I don't know much about them to say that they're, you know, uh, but there, there's so much money at the top and there's so much, so many people that control all this stuff. This is a better example. Newsguard, I know is just complete trash. Uh, they are the really ones trashed, that uh, Daisy. Yeah, they are the ones that went after Daisy and a bunch of other people. And this article right here talks about how NewsGuard is is has contracts with the Department of Defense, the World Health Organization, Pfizer, Microsoft, and the Teachers Union. So if if you're gonna tell me that these people don't have some sort of, of motive or some sort of, of bias. You know it's ridiculous, and there's there's probably fifty of these websites out there these days that promote this stuff, and a lot of people, especially advertisers and stuff, are listening uh, to NewsGuard and listening to the Global Disinformation Index and listening to all this stuff. So this stuff that is these things that are deemed misinformation right now, uh, like what we were just talking about, and a bunch of other things. In six months from now, they're not. But the narrative has already been pushed. They, you know, everything. Just like with the the whole Lab Lake thing, nobody cares about that. That baffles right. me. That nobody cares about that. Uh, that is a huge deal to me. But because the narrative got pushed, it's it's secondary news these days.
2: Well, and think about what they're doing, man. They're genius right now. And again, you know the it, it, remember like back when I, I, still kind of, I, I guess I was still identifying as a Republican sort of conservative rather than just, um, you know, more of a, a, I guess a libertarian and even more so now is it was the, the, the gripe was always that, well, they're not keeping up. They're not leading the way on some of this stuff. They're not, you know, they haven't fixed this problem when they've been in charge. Well, think about what's happening right now The where, where the Dems got in, I think, and were are in the election and, and, did what they did. So now the Republicans are going to try to mimic that. Right. It's like, what are they doing now? They have all these different information boards up and they have all these fact checking things up all through this, the universe. Right. And there, and all these things are taken, like, it's making them look official in their, in what they do. Right. They're, they are completely controlling the narrative. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. They're going to have a consensus and it's going to be, you know, when when the Hunter Biden laptop thing came out, the top 50 some, you know, Intel agency leaders, uh, former Intel agency leaders got together and all put out their thing like, yeah, this looks like, you know, they they, they cast a bunch of disinformation on us, what they do. Yeah. Well, now they're going to be, hey, the top 50, you know, fact checking organizations got together and said that this is, is false. And because they do that, they don't forget it's they also control all the social media, you know, Ron, they control Google, even though we don't look at that as social media, they can control that. So what's the algorithm going to be doing more and more? Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is all also feeding chat, all, all the AI stuff that's out there, right? The chat GPT and all that. So when you look up stuff on search engines, watch in the next two years, search engines are probably going to completely change because of that. Cause right now when search, when, when you show up on a search engine, Google sends that traffic to your site. It's because they're trying to maintain the customer experience because they want ha- satisfied customers because when they come back and they search, the first two or three things on the top of the search rankings are always are always ads. And they make money every time someone clicks on that. So Google doesn't want you really to leave your ecosystem. That's just the best they got right now. It's yeah. saying other sites are good and sending it to there. Well, pretty soon with this artificial intelligence, watch. It, they'll say, hey, here's the best answer because that AI scanned all the sites and it just… And AI is not AI, right? It, it's predictive. It, it says, well, this is what the next word should come in that sentence based upon what what the AI is judged on the Internet, the, the machine learning. So pretty soon you're going to say, hey, I want the best this. And it's going to take you to a Google page that the, that the AI is writes all that out. And then they have more ads on that page. So it gives them a chance to make more money.
1: Yeah. And and I've got a couple things on chat GPT, too, because that that is a, a major concern um, as far as where that goes. Uh, before we get to that, though, one thing on what you're mentioning uh, before that was in this video, too, they talked about how, um, you know, the Twitter files and the yeah. the, the investigations and stuff going on. I don't see the the investigations are exactly like what you said. They're just setting the narrative because they're all in bed with the big tech companies. In that video, he was talking about, I want to see the Google files. I want to see the YouTube files. Oh. I want to see the Facebook files. It, well, it's it, I guarantee it's the same thing as Twitter. And let me ask you this.
2: After everything that's happened over on Twitter, do you think there are any more Facebook or Google files left?
1: <laughs> Probably not. Probably right? not.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we got a problem because we have all this stuff and all these emails and all this stuff. You know, I don't know.
1: Well, maybe not because they know that the you know even though they're doing these investigations up on Capitol Hill or whatever, they're they're not worried about a damn thing. They've paid off who they've had to pay off. They've you know they 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 know who's on their side and who isn't. So I I, hey. I guarantee you, Google Google has contracts with it with I think it's the Defense Department or something like that. They got them with all.
2: Amazon does. The Amazon hosts the CIA all their web servers.
1: Yeah, they're not. They're they're not worried about it. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's it. it, They're they're all working together, and it's all to formulate that narrative. So whatever whatever they deem as misinformation right now, it it, and it goes to the mainstream media. It goes through all these different channels that all work together until it comes out that you know this was man made but nobody cares anymore because they've been pounded. All they care about is masks these days. It's been pounded well, in their mean, head so many times that they don't even give a crap anymore.
2: I don't know. After seeing that, after seeing that Hillary could get away with accidentally deleting 20,000 emails on a server that was in the closet or the bathroom, depending on who you listen to. Um, I don't think they'd have any problem. What are you going to do convicted? You know, it's like, it, it's like when someone commits a murder, you know, and you don't, and you don't have the weapon. It makes it a lot ta- harder to prove. At least that's what happens on the crime shows. It's always harder to prove if you don't have the murder weapon, right? So, um, you know, Hillary, Hillary just went ahead and bleach bitted twenty thousand emails. Yeah, well, nothing happened. Like, oh, okay. Well, we don't have it. Well, what were in those emails? You know, so yeah. So I, 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 don't know. I, I, I think they. I wouldn't be surprised if they deleted all their stuff.
1: Well, and that's just or one had example. The
2: AI rewrite it right cuz it's digital just haven't rewritten
1: yeah well and you've got the dudes that are you know that you've got the people that are involved in in coding so it is going to tell you exactly what they deem uh, the appropriate answer is it's just like it i mean even if in its infant stages right now and I want to talk about this article in a second but even in its infant stages right now the programmers do tell it hey you know you can't be talking about this or or this is the response if it's some sort of controversial question or so the, all that stuff can get coded into it so the way we see google right now the the web browser and the and the answers we get from google it's going to be the same thing except on steroids with this chat gpt it's going to tell you, um, I, I did a, I, I forget what it was. I was, oh, I was, because we we're going to talk about World War Three. So I, I did a thing on chat GPT and it asked about, you know, how possible is World War Three, And they give you that answer of, you know, it's, it's, while nothing is out of the question, it's really not likely because the UN is put there for peacekeeping, <laughs> you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, um, this is, that yeah. is the type of stuff you're going to get. Um, in, in the near future and a lot well, of imagine
2: it. that, well, and imagine this is, I, I wonder if this is what's going on with that too. Maybe in the algorithm for chat GPT, it says, make sure you follow websites that are only highest ranking on, you know, the, the different platforms that are, that are you know, that, like that are targeting Daisy and stuff. Right. So, Oh, yeah. well the organic prepper, you know, we think that's a very dangerous site. So they don't consider that in the algorithm when ChatGPT pushes out, you know what it thinks is the best.
1: Yeah, I I I'll, I I would bet you money that that is the case. That there will be some sort of database of acceptable yeah. um, websites. You know, WikiLeaks. Uh, you know, all, all the the fact checking websites and the misinformation websites will have their lists, and and they'll be able to pick information from certain you know from a certain narrative, and and that's what's dangerous. Um, at any rate, this article—he was—I I thought this was pretty interesting. He was talking about the uh, uh, the Open OpenAI CEO, the Chat GPT guy. He's talking about how it's it's his tech is poised to break capitalism. And in this article, he's not against capitalism. Uh, it's it's just he's saying, uh, basically, he says that capitalism is the best of the worst systems. of of all the bad systems, is is what he's saying. But just like Elon Musk has talked about, he actually worked with Elon Musk too. Uh, And Elon Musk left this place because of the direction they were heading. But he's basically saying he doesn't want it to, but the way he sees all of this stuff heading in the future, it's going to screw a whole bunch of crap up. Uh, And yet he's still still gung-ho going for it. Because Uh, he he, he wants to be the one in the driver's seat. Bernie Sanders
2: is so full of shit, dude. Like oh, I'm sorry. And I'm not even talking, you know, what he believes in is, is in politics. I'm not even going down that road. He is just full of shit. I hate capitalism, right? He just launched a book and he's selling and like his book's not cheap. I don't remember what the cost of his book was, but it was it was it was fairly expensive. And then he's doing a book tour. He's using Ticketmaster. Remember they all got the hard on for the Ticketmaster because of uh, Taylor Swift. I don't know yeah. what her name is. The, yeah, t- uh, Taylor Swift concert Ah, oh, it's capitalists. Well, he's using he's using Ticketmaster for that. You know, I mean, he owns a couple of houses. It was funny. I, this is this is going back to twenty fifteen, right? When I when I left overseas and I went to work up in D.C. and I moved all my stuff from Georgia up to D.C. I got the moving truck and I pulled off of the freeway off of sixty six just outside of D.C. And the first car, when I come to a stop, a stoplight in front of me, the first car sitting in front of me is a brand new Mercedes Benz, right? With a Bernie sticker under it. <laughs> and all these Bernie people want to complain about capitalism. Bernie has made his made his you know bones on capitalism. They all right? have <laughs> like he made money running around saying how terrible capitalism is. He has his book tour like Bernie is so full of shit. It doesn't even go beyond, you know, like how can you get beyond that with this guy?
1: yeah yeah well and and to be fair, this guy isn't saying he hates capitalism. he's just saying right. that um, it is it's it's the the best of all the systems that we got which all suck um, so to, I mean for what it is, but he's saying that this this AI stuff the 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 automation and all that is is gonna it, it's gonna change I don't know if it's gonna break capitalism but it's gonna change the way all of this crap works and I think that's gonna happen uh, pretty soon. Sure. Um interesting enough though as I was reading this stuff, this dude right here, these guys the same website is lambasting him uh because he used to he's a self-proclaimed doomsday prepper. Didn't know that about him either. Um it's talking about how he's he's worried they're making fun of him basically say because he said mm-hmm. he's on a the, during an interview with the New Yorker or something. Uh he said he's worried about some sort of man-made virus that brings on the apocalypse. And they're like, oh, come on. And you know how ridiculous that is. Is it really? I mean, after the crap that we just went through, after the stuff we found out, is that really that insane? (laughs) Well, again, that gets back
2: to the whole, the whole, you know, BS they're spinning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It
2: it was interesting. I took a, I, I took a deep dive down, um, prepper demographics this week. Now the, the prepared has a really good, um, article up on it. If you, if you Google or Bing or you know, DuckDuckGo, whatever you use, Brave, hopefully at least. Yeah. Um, it it uh, uh, Prepper Demographics, there's a prepared article comes up. Go check it out. And there's a link in there to a 60 minutes interview in that article. There's a link in there to a 60 minutes interview uh, that John Ramey from the prepared did. And he had, there's a couple of people on the interview with him on, uh, no, no, it, NPR interview. And it was a really good interview. They got into it. And so it forced me because back in 2018, I did a survey. And back then, it was typically like 80% male, 20% female. And the the big demographic was like, um, was kind of an older demographic, right? Like it was more of the people that were said that they were in the preppers or said that they were preppers were older. And now it's almost, it's fairly flat across the board. Once you get out of the, um, from 25 up to 64, 65, it's about 20% across the board in every age group now. So, and, and what it tells me, a lot more people have gotten into prepping and a lot of people that thought before never even thought about it. And so why did why would that be? It's because people are worried. So were these people and, and they're worried about some serious events because, this it, you know, there's a there's a, another a paper that I'm reading that um, one of the people in that NPR article talked about. And it's a dissertation. A guy did. And uh, I think his name's Chris Nicholson. I, I could be wrong on that. I'll put it. I'll bring it up next week. But he, uh, he wrote a whole paper on prepper demographics, like a whole PhD level, dis- uh, his doctoral dist- dissertation. And I started reading it, and it's really interesting. The number of people are doing it because they're scared, you know, and they're scared of a lot of it, just regular stuff. But, the, but what you're saying is the, what he said is the number of people who are prepared for 30 days or more is into the mil- like 11 million plus now people in the country that are ready yeah. for 30 days or more, which never used to be the case.
1: Yeah. I, I just think it's interesting that these people, and this is probably Silicon Valley. So, uh, you know, when, when he talks about having guns and ammo and, and land and stuff like that, I'm sure he just gets just completely dis, disregarded. But you, you've got one side of the the, the the aisle that just doesn't, thinks it's absolutely ridiculous, like these people writing this article. Then you got the other side of the aisle, like him, like us, like everyone listening. That that believes that there you know there is something big that we should be concerned about, and I think somewhere between the apocalypse and your head in the sand, there's a lot of truth and a lot of stuff that could happen. So uh, I think well, to disregard it is ridiculous, uh, but to be yeah. you know scared out of your mind is also ridiculous. But
2: well, and I think now you know you can look back just in the last eight years, and no matter where your political leanings lie. You have an example, whether it's true or not, you have an example of what the worst in your mind could happen. Because if, if you're if you're an anti-Trump person. You can look at Trump and everything they said about Trump was, you know, what, what what's the belief on that side that he wasn't going to leave office, that he tried to, uh, you know, have a coup and, and all this stuff. So then your your fear is like, look, the, the, the government just almost went south to this totalitarian dictatorship. And then if you're all the way on the other side and you and you and you, you love Trump, but you just, you know, despise Biden and think like this guy's plunging us, possibly plunged us into World War Three. You have it on that end. There's there's nobody out there right now. Unless they're just totally out, you know, had a normalcy bias or whatever going on that shouldn't say, wow, I should probably be prepared because in my in the last eight years, something's gone so awry with our government that uh, it's pretty scary. And I think like, you know, I might have to be able to support my family and, and I mean look, look at crime rates and stuff right now. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I just think that to be that just to be that dismissive about something when everything is right in front of your face is just ridiculous. And that's going to be that those, those, that type of person is going to be the one that's surprised and shocked and outraged when something does happen, uh, or, you know, just hiding and, or, or or that type of person that will be like, yeah, I always knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Whatever, buddy. Uh, I choose to prepare now and, and, and we'll see. You know, doesn't doesn't hurt to do it. That's that's right. the whole thing. So interesting, though. Um, one one other thing I wanted to get to today here on YouTube before we switch over to Rumble is there's a a lot of World War Three talk, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, the other day I did a video um, over on my YouTube channel, and I also put it on our Rumble channel uh, about this dude, this Russian. I, I don't know who he is, some sort of pundit, ex military dude talking about how n- Russia could nuke uh, Yellowstone or the San Andreas fault and cause a massive earthquake and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. That's kind of my, my thoughts on it too. Uh, first off, did have you heard about that?
2: I Wasn't there like some movie out like years and years ago about something like that, that detonated probably a nuclear bomb on the <laughs> San Andreas fault or something. Yeah. it. This is more about every, you know, it just seems like we're living in some, I don't know, like, some dystopian fiction novel these days with what they come up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, I mean that the whole, uh, you know, the putting the EMP on a balloon thing, you know, there's that. And, you know, now doctor, this guy in this doctor evil level, you know, like his, his right hand military guy. Oh, we're going to nuke the San Andreas fault. You know, it's just like, Oh my God. And, and with the way the last several years have gone, okay, maybe they're right now. I don't know. It just seems like it's, can't they stop?
1: <laughs> yeah, and and as kind of as kind of as ridiculous as that sounds, though, I did actually want to talk about. Um, the seriousness of this, because there's a lot of people, and and I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think about it. A lot of I've heard a lot of things these days, or the last couple of weeks or so, talking about how uh, you know we're closer to World War III than ever uh, since the 80s. You know, we're closer that I think the the doomsday clock is closer than it's ever been to midnight. So there's been a lot of talk about all of that. What are your thoughts on how you know how feasible is something like that? Because in my opinion, I think. It's, it's there, and, and it is something that I'm concerned about because it wouldn't take much to kick something off. A couple mistakes, or a couple, this person does that, or whatever. Somebody blows up a pipeline. I mean, uh, it wouldn't take much to kick off something like that. The difference being that this is a much different world than World War II. Um, back then, we're, we're much more tied in globally, countries are, than we were back then. So it would be a big deal. It's Like, for China to jump into something— that would be a big deal for them because they're everywhere across the world. Everybody buys shit from China. What are your thoughts yeah. on it? How how close we are?
2: Um, I think the 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 last time we were this close, and I I think we might even be closer was you know the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? And that was the two biggest kids on the block going, "No, you're not going to put your stuff in my backyard." That's what to us. That's how we justify it. Like, and everybody goes, "Yeah, that makes sense. We don't want you don't want nuclear missiles sitting ninety miles off your coast." Right. And so we can get in all the stuff that we've talked about over and over with Ukraine. Like, look, we we went in and caused a coup. The CIA, Victoria Nuland, you don't need to look very far, went in and caused a coup in 2014 that threw that throughout the government of um, the pro-Russian government. All right, And so, you know, you, we got to look at, OK, you got Putin doing this. Now, here's here's where I think the difference is. Go back and study the start of World War I. See, World War II, and, and in some ways, we're still part of that. This all came out of World War I, right? When they got done with World War I, they, they just agreed to stop shooting at each other right then. Yeah. Right? And and so, and then, then everything they did led to World War II. But if you, le- if you read up, in my opinion, if you read up on the start of World War I and, and how it was all these crazy elites that were poking at each other, Right. And having the and having the schlong measuring contest going on. So it kind of seems like that's where we're at now. The difference being in you know, World War One, they, I mean, they still flew paper. I mean, you think about the the air forces at the time. They were wood and paper airplanes with machine guns mounted on it. Right. Yeah. That was a wow. Look at that level of technology we have. We can a guy can fly over the battlefield and throw a couple of grenades out like, wow, this is amazing. Now we've progressed to the age where. The, they're, they're, they have nuclear missiles. Right. And everybody came out and was like, oh, look at how terrible Putin pulled out of the SALT agreements. Well, you know what? There was a lot of agreements that happened back in those days. Right. When they did the SALT accords, I still remember that. Like, it was a big thing like because we remember we were ha- I don't know about you. I had nuclear nuclear explosion, whatever drills when I was a kid in school. Right. And, and so that SALT thing to me was a big deal. Like, oh, whoo. They're, they're, they're going to back off of shooting nuclear missiles at one another. And so like we we just where we had said, hey, when we when the wall comes down, we won't, uh, you know, advance one one inch east of West uh, of Berlin or Germany. And we've been doing that. Whether, you know, and again, Putin's an evil dude. Well, we're at this point where he feels he's in the right and that he needs to do it. We feel whatever. I don't know what the hell is going on up there, but they, they, their position that they have to keep going through with it. So do, what are the chances a nuke goes off? I don't know. Do you think Putin might get to the point where if we start, if we start sending F-16s that they're talking about now, giving them F-16s, we start sending F-16s over that that dude just doesn't want to, you know, light up Kiev or, 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 or one of the other uh, cities out there on it with a tactical nuke. Yeah. I don't know. So what do I, th- I, I think we, I think We have a bunch of people who have whatever crazy motives going on, but they're all crazy and they're armed with nuclear weapons. So I think, I think just based on that fact that who knows what happens, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and this is going to end at some point. I mean, regardless, uh, however long it takes, I don't see Putin just going back to his, his corner and saying, okay, you know, raising the white flag, giving up, I just don't see that happening, but it doesn't mean it's, it's not possible. So at what point does he feel like, you know, that cornered animal or something? Uh, Mm -hmm. And our side, I mean, there's, there's absolutely zero discussion about peace. All these people will say the UN is supposed to be there to create peace. There's zero discussion about peace right now. It is, you know, it is defend Ukraine and that that's, that's the whole damn thing. So, uh, you know, Then then
2: you have the side of it, right? Right. So what do you do? You know, it's like me out in LA right now. Well, I'm going to probably turn into a hot burning ember real quick. If <laughs> yeah. Something more to happen, yeah. but yeah. Okay. So you're not, you're not in a place that gets hit. You know, what, what do you have? Have you thought that through, you know, what do you do with your home? What do you do where you're at? You know, do you, do you have a, a you know, a basement to put stuff in and kind of seal up? Have you looked into what you can do? Like how much dirt do you need to get between you and, radiation to give yourself you know to to not be have it be a problem maybe for you kind of stuff you know maybe that's if you have a base if you don't have a basement um have you got you know looked at taking like you know plastic sheeting uh, whatever they call it fist queen or whatever it is Fisqueen, plastic yeah. sheeting and duct tape to tape up a safe room or you know uh, some sort of air filtration what have you looked at what you can do for that i mean if it's on the table What are we doing? What are you doing to prepare more than you have done just in general preparedness? Because that's, you know, uh, when you have 90 percent of what you do or, you know, you prepare and it takes care of 90 percent or 80 percent, whatever someone believes how much, you know, that base level of preparedness. And then everything after that's like specifically preparing for a a specific type of event. Are there things that we can all be doing to prepare for World War Three? If if that happens, if, if people clack off on nukes. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you're not one of the people that gets lit up. What do you what are you doing to prepare?
1: Well, in that that dude was talking about this missile right here, the SR-28 Sarmat, and this uh-huh. thing has a range of eleven thousand kilometers, I believe. So I think it's like seven thousand miles, uh, something. I, I don't know. I could be wrong with that, uh, but it it basically means you're a target anywhere. Um, this thing is pretty pretty evil looking and i believe it can go on a sub as well because that's what he was talking about with doing the fault line and then doing yellowstone um so i believe this can go on a fault line as well but this thing is uh i mean it's no joke and if they've got something like that uh you know we've got stuff like that china's got stuff like that i mean it's just oh
2: uh, well that mad right mutually assured destruction from back in the day yeah yeah and, and the other the other side of it is, too, is they have I don't know if can you put nukes on hypersonic missiles now? Right. They have these hypersonic missiles that we really don't have any defense for because you keep seeing in the media that. Um, you know, when they talk about us, well, we have 11 carriers, we have all this stuff. No, those those 11 carriers with hypersonic you know, missiles, they're going to be done. And as long as they have them in range, what what are you going to do to fight those things? Nothing. We don't have the the capability on that. So crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, reading up on this little, this missile right here too, it can carry like 12 MERS or something like that, uh, basically so they can, you know, the missile defense systems, it can, this is something they're working on anyway. So it can like distract the missile defense systems and get some stuff through. So, I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not world war two anymore, man. This is not fat boy and, or fat man and little boy or whatever they were. Uh, this is uh, a much different game. That, that we're playing hey, right and, now. So.
2: Don't, don't, uh, don't size shame nuclear weapons, man. Size shame. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what they would, that's what they would tell you out here, man, in Los uh, Angeles.
1: Yeah. Somebody, I'm, right. I'm surprised that that hasn't, you know, we haven't had to rename those in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, I would definitely look at that and look at what it looks like for you and your family. So you're at least have a heads up on, on getting into, going into that and preparing as much as you can for something, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and look at the likelihood. Like I said, these can basically reach anywhere uh, in the United States. So, but what sort of military targets in your area here in Colorado, we've got NORAD, we've got Cheyenne Mountain, pretty big target. <laughs> well, so, you know,
2: there's also, I was thinking about it is like, everybody worries about the EMP and I get that, yeah. but then, cause that, you know, that that's bad level day, but if we worry about just the grid, cause it's pretty much an EMP, you know, an EMP, if the grid goes down if we're saying that there's like 11 transmission deals, right. Or so let's say 20 in the state, I believe it's 11 in the United States. If these 11 key transmission centers get taken out, the grid goes down. Well, when you're slinging nuclear missiles back and forth, what do you think that the the likelihood that the grid's going to go out pretty much everywhere?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, so, so thinking about that, I mean, nuclear, you know, you're not going to have, you know, an ice storm takes down like the Texas power grid. What do you think a nuclear missile is going to do? Right. Know? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, the EMP thing is just baffling to me. I think it's because we, the tests that have been done on that are so old and so outdated, who knows, with the, the weapons and the capabilities we have these days. So we just really don't know what the effects of an actual EMP would do. And like you just mm-hmm. said, if it were just a, the if that were the only thing, just an EMP, then, okay, you know, then you prepare for that, but all this other stuff you're talking about, uh, going on at the same time, <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's just a, a holy crap of, of just madness going yeah. on. So God, yeah. And I think that
2: situation turns violent, you know, cause I was <laughs> thinking about it. I was, I was kind of trying to think about like, you know, what's the difference between a regular disaster and what does SHTF mean? And I think SHTF, when you really throw it on top means, you know, and we could say you're in your personal SHTF, but it's kind of like a disaster, right? But When you take a disaster and you throw in, and, and, you know, sure there was violence in Hurricane Katrina, you know, there was some stuff like that in the Superdome, but by and large, most Americans get together and they start helping each other. I wonder at what point when something like that happens, where people just really quick turn to like, cause it's so desperate at that point
1: the you know, true nature
2: it, it just goes it goes violent so it makes it now you have that level of you know you're, you're you know thrown on top of you're trying to survive and it, it's kind of like uh in in you know chris weatherman's book where all of a sudden the, you know there, there's people are getting killed and all kinds of stuff in the street or any of those books it, it just goes the whole society crumbles and it, it turns into like mayhem right away
1: yeah I was watching something on PragerU uh, and he was talking about is are, are people at heart good or are they at heart bad. You know, people's true nature, is it is it good or bad? And he was talking about how people it, it, their their true nature is is bad. We play you know, we play along, we play by the rules, we do these things because we can at this point and we are good to each other and all that. But and and this is not everybody. This is just a general people. Uh, but when it when the chips are on the table, when it be, when it comes down to you and your survival, you're getting what you need, it, people's true true selves will come out in a situation like that. And that's where that chaos starts to happen. and you see all of that stuff just com- every everything just completely unraveling because there is no structure. There are no rules. there, there is nothing to stop some of the people that would, um, you know, that jails stop now <laughs> when there's nothing to stop those people, you know, all bets are off. So it's, yeah. it's interesting though. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it, I, I think it is something that we're, we probably are closer. Um, uh, I, I forgot earlier, uh, Robert said in the chat, every day we're alive, we're closer to world war three. If you think about it, <laughs> which is true. Uh, you know, unless you think that we're never going to, there's never going to be another world war and you that's know, deep, Robert. Yeah, yeah, that's a typical Robert comment right there. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know. It's not something that I would, you know, that I don't, that I would just kind of poo-poo and just say, oh, it's not going to happen. I think it's it's a lot more the the, the, it's a lot different than it was in World War II. So there are a lot of things that um, would inhibit other countries from doing stuff like this. China especially. Because China is just so tied in with everybody around the world, that's why they're kind of playing the middleman with Russia right now, saying, "Yeah, we're on your side." Play, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend thing. We're on your side, but we want you to start talking about peace and you know, yeah, blah 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 is basically what you're getting from China uh, and nothing. Well, think
2: about a lot of what they're doing too with that stuff. You know, they're 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 getting us to fight more and more internally in the country. Right. Yeah. Every time China does something, it turns into some sort of ruckus across the country about everything, you know, and it cause it's, it's making, I think it makes that divide further. Yeah. That, that we have going on. So in a, in a way that I think a lot of what they do pokes it is poking at us internally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't give a crap because up there, I guarantee you, they know exactly sure. what's going on. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. Half of them are probably in on the whole thing. Big tech, you know, Hollywood, movie stars, sports figures. I mean, all of them. I you I I wouldn't beat I wouldn't be surprised one bit if like 20% of Hollywood and athletes and actors and all that, uh, if something come came down like this, that half of them would put a Chinese uniform on. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me one bit. LeBron James, uh What's his, what's that? John Cena? <laughs> well, oh, go, you go back
2: to like, you know, you, you look when you, it's one of the reasons where I think like Cubans drive them nuts. Right. Because the Cubans are all that, you know, they're, they are all very anti, uh, you know, the, the Cuban, Cubans in Miami and all that are, are, are very anti commie, you know, dictator, all, all that sort yeah. of stuff. Right. And, um, and they, and what do they tell you? Like we've lived under that regime, that kind of stuff. You don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, they don't get it. You know I mean? Again, it gets back to Stalin killed like a hundred thousand or a hundred million of his own people, you know, China, like they're, they're into killing millions of people from that kind of stuff. Like, you don't want that, but they, they don't want to, they, they, you never hear them talk about that part of it.
4: Well,
1: and Americans these days have no, no idea about that stuff. So you would think it would be smart to listen to these people that have actually lived through it, but you know, that's not the American way.
2: And, 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 Amer- and, and we don't, you know, a lot of people here, they, they just don't, they don't get what the struggle, what it's like to really struggle. They've never had to, you know, struggle. Yeah. They, they've, they, they've never had, they, they've never been in position. When I was an African, I might, I might have talked about this before. There was a lady one day I was driving, to, I was driving through this middle of this muddy village town. And the stores were on the right, these little slapped up stores. And it was a monsoon. And there's like three, four inches of soupy mud in the street. And, and it's just pouring down rain. I slam on the brakes and the land cruiser I was driving. And I'm like, what is that? And I look down and there's a lady on her hands and knees. I wouldn't even say hands. She's more on her belly, like as far as crawling, who has a hemp, old hemp rope tied to her with a bag of goodies in the, you know, behind it. She's dragging. And, and she has those crappy, gas station flip-flops those foam ones with the the you know the the things pop out as soon as you get them duct tape to her hands and knees like that's what her lot in life is she crawls on her belly everywhere she goes there's no one helping her out you know kind of stuff and so that struggle we, we don't people don't understand that so it's they're really quick to come up with oh yeah we should do that you know go down these Crazy rabbit holes that they send us down, not really, you know, realizing like, dude, we could have it very good, but we don't, you know. And they're and they and they and they don't they don't understand that that's what struggle is. Struggle's not being able to get your latte served in the time that you want. You know, that's not struggle.
1: Yeah, first world problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and unfortunately, that's the lure of the world economic forum because they they promise all of this sunshine and roses and you know rose colored glasses and all that stuff. Uh, when, but when you when you really dig into it, it's no different than the the di- it's it's a different type of government. I don't want to say it's communist. I don't want to say it's socialist. I, I mean, it's just a different type. Uh, Klaus calls it his, his stakeholder capitalism, whatever the hell that means. Uh, that means we're going to run the world like a corporation, and you all are going to get in line. Uh, and it's it's the same type of crap that we've had to go through in history. So yeah. Uh, at any rate, I think we are we're done here on YouTube tonight. We're going to head over to Rumble. I do have the links if you're on Survivalist Prepper. I've got the link below in the in the description, as well as if you're on the Survival Preppers watching this. Uh, we're going to finish the show up over on Rumble. We've got that, like I said, we've got that South Park thing. We're going to talk about um, some trans some trans stuff. We've got and a, and a couple other things. The the Hillary another Clinton aide bites the dust, basically. So it'll be a fun conversation over there. Uh, But uh, at any rate, everyone on YouTube, we'll talk to you next week, and we'll continue the show over on Rumble. All right. I think both of those are ended. Um, Sweet. (laughs) Brandon's texting me. I guess I shouldn't be checking my phone while we're live on TV, right? Or live on TV. Live Live on Rumble.
2: Man, you got some aspirations there, dude.
1: Aspirations? Yeah, when you're live on TV. Oh yeah, oh ass, oh yeah, I got you. Uh, hey, it, it, it's it's my world. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be we're broadcasting to three million people live, not just the 37 that are on Rumble right now. Um, at any rate, what I wanted to do, I did want to play this. Uh, you 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 showed me this earlier in this week, and I've I've seen it a couple times since then. So I think probably a lot of people have seen it. This thing from South Park, uh, but I think it's it's just absolutely hilarious because you don't you don't hear any of this these days and these guys I guess just could give a crap I mean they, they I, could give two shits about what the backlash is or maybe they, they want the backlash
2: I, I heard somebody talking about like, some big YouTube channel talking about them and they're they're grandfathered in right like no one's has really gone to town to mess with them so um, yeah this is good
1: yeah <laughs> yeah let me uh <laughs> If, if you or I or anybody, you know, Joe Rogan or somebody, if anybody said anything like this, holy crap. Uh, let me play this, though, real quick.
4: You here for an abortion, too? Yeah, I discovered a few days ago I wasn't bleeding out my coups, so I guess I'm knocked up. Is this doctor any good? Mrs. Garrison? Oh, that's me. Hello, doctor. Looks like I need an abortion. <laughs> an abortion? Yeah, I've got one growing inside me. Now, are you are gonna scramble its brains or just vacuum it out? If you want, you can just scramble it and I'll queef it out myself. <laughs> Mr. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body! A woman has a right to choose! No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. You mean, I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby growing inside me and then scramble its brains and vacuum it out? That's right. But I paid $5,000 to be a woman. This would mean I'm not really a woman. I'm just a... I'm just a guy with a mutilated penis! Basically, yes. Oh boy, do I feel like a jackass!
1: So, the the last part was was I mean dead on, uh, and and you know I like I said before to to anybody do it do whatever the hell you want to do whatever the hell makes you feel good and all that. But don't the thing that bugs me about this whole thing and and the fact that you can't say things like what they just said right there the thing that bugs me is that it's like this forced narrative like this forced you've got to think like we do mm-hmm. uh, or you or if you question anything you're automatically this you know well, this homophobe or this or that when there's so much crazy shit going on with this stuff there is stuff that needs to be talked about the the well, drag queen see, story I- time and stuff like that.
2: And I, I don't know if a lot, you know, I wonder what percentage of them actually believe what they're saying. I think most of them are like saying it tongue. It's like, Oh, it's just what we, what we all have to do now. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, it's not that we believe this, but it's just what we're going to let, you know, how we're going to, we're going to get people to change the way we talk. We'll just all agree not to say the, these terms anymore or use these sayings. And it's like, you know, it, it, at the beginning of the show, I need to try to remember it next week is I have, I carry that dictionary with me. That's like, 40 years old. I've carried it with me everywhere. Right? And so it's one of the things I packed when I would go overseas. I want to be able to look stuff up and, you know, and make sure I spell things right. And um I have to go look up the the, the like the ter- definition of a vaccine vaccination. The de- definition of a vaccine. You know, it's like they're 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 playing the the double speak, right? They're, and so it's it's it just and, and they're, they're trying to get everybody to bite off on it. You're just like, "Dude, what lunacy?" It's the emperor has no clothes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. uh, Brandon says, you know, what is a woman? Right. That's that was that was like the Supreme Court justice. Hey, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I I don't. Are you like you've been to law school? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't say you've been to law school. Like you made it out of high school. Like don't tell, like, and that was a straight up lie on her part. She knows. Yeah. Just doesn't want to say it.
1: Well, it's it's the accepted narrative. It's it's the things that you're allowed to say and the things you're not because if you say the things you're not, there's all sorts of freaking backlash on you and people are afraid, and I think that's a big part of it too. They're afraid to say what they truly feel about something because of the backlash because those are the the loudest voices. These these inclusive people uh, you know the the BLM people and all these people are the loudest voices. So anytime you say anything that it, it just to debate the subject, uh, it it just comes off as oh you you know we can't even talk about this. I, I'm not going to sit here and talk with you about something because you're just not going to get it. That's these people that are that are inclusive. I won't have the conversation. Uh, I think it's interesting too. You know you got the 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 women and men's sports or the men and women's sports. How come you don't ever have uh, some trans chick that turned into a dude going and competing in men's sports? How Actually, come that never happens?
2: I should have sent you the video. There was a, um, I think it was on Twitter, and it was a, a female to male. I don't know if that's trans male or what. I, I don't know what that, I don't, I, I don't know how those terms work confuses the shit out of me because it's like what are we talking about anyhow uh, i it, it was a it was somebody who was born a female and she says she's a he, he's a he now and fought a uh, fought a dude who was born a dude and says he's a dude and believes he's a dude and worked out as a dude and is a tie boxer and that dude beat the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy and it just it goes back to that right um Hey, so uh, real quick, switching gears, Robert in the chat asked, he goes, what kind of backpack do you recommend for not obvious EDC carry pack? We should talk about that after we get done on this.
1: Yeah, we could before the next subject. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I don't, it's kind of spur of the moment. I have to think about it a little bit, but um, right. but yeah, we can at least address it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I just think all of this stuff is just the, you, you can't, you can't like, it, that's, that's why we didn't talk about this on YouTube. You can't say groomer. And is I I mean, that's exactly what it is when you've got these these drag queens reading to little kids. I mean, that's exactly what it is, Uh, in my opinion, anyway.
2: Well, you know, it gets back. We've talked about before the def. I don't know what the definition of a drag queen is, but you I have never when you thought think of a drag queen. Do you ever not think of somebody that's overly trying to sexualize their their appearance you know even though they're it's the you know it's a different sex like that's their whole thing right they dress up as like you know like some sort of glamour girl from back in the day marilyn monroe types you know big hair like that's their thing and now they're trying to say oh no that's not their thing yes it is yeah and and so yeah i don't want a little kid yeah I, i mean i don't know like do you, have you ever wanted your kids to sit down there when they're five or eight years old and has some chick come up in a bikini with big tits hanging out and go, Hey, let me read you a book and shake. No.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it's not, it, it has nothing to do with, with gay trans, whatever it is. They're, they're a child Their their brains don't you know they don't think about that stuff unless it's put in front of them and then they have to think about it because all they think about is playing with their toys going to you know going to the park going to the playground doing this stuff so why put that stuff in in front of them and other yeah. than the fact that you're trying to normalize something. Let the kids make up their mind when they get old enough, um, you know, to actually be able to sort of or, or want to actually process some of that stuff. So that's my problem with it. It is, it, it, and I don't care if it's, if it's drag queens. I don't care if it's just a movie. I'm not going to put on a, you know, a rated X movie or a rated R movie uh, in front of my granddaughter when she's, you know, five, six years old just not going to do it. Same thing. I wouldn't. And I think the parents are the parents that take their kids to these types of shows. They're to blame too. Uh, You just don't let the kids be kids, man. Let them make up their own mind as they get older. Uh, That's where where I stand uh, on the whole thing. I
2: remember back when Saturday night fever came out and that movie was a real big deal. That was an R rated movie. Right. And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, that's a terrible movie. You, I can't imagine that movie just doesn't get shown on regular TV these days. Right. Yeah. You know, and it, it's the level that they have moved that spectrum of what's acceptable. Right. You know, in, in on TV or, you know, and all that. And then now it's like, oh, no, this is acceptable for kids. It's like, no, I mean, hey, if you're a parent and that's what you want to do, I personally think that's wrecking a child. I think that should be called in the question. But yeah. it, at the same time, it's like, dude, like, no, you guys, they've just. They have nothing left to go. I mean, like literally, they're going after trying to, you know, little kids now and trying to justify it. And it's like, you can't justify that.
1: Yeah. Back when we were kids, man, <laughs> it was like Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds or something where there was one scene in the movie where the chick, where there were boobs, right? And us as teenage boys, <laughs> it was like, watch the whole movie just for the one scene. These days, you're right. The pendulum, it, it, everything is shifted. That stuff happens all the time. They're showing schlongs and crap like that on movies and stuff now, where it's not just boobs. I mean, it's, it's, it's a completely different game these days than what it was before, but... Um, and and I remember when I was a kid, too, and they, when people would talk about how in Europe, you know, it was acceptable for this and that. And here in the United States, we're all puritanical. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is some aspect of that where I just that's just how I was raised and see it like that. But at the same time, man, there's 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 too far, I think, is too far. And, and I'm not trying to say that, uh, that all of this stuff should be banned. But what's that?
2: I mean, that made sense. Too far is too far. It,
1: it's because it's if you're too far, too. wasn't
2: that far, then it wouldn't be too far.
1: <laughs> it is too far though. Therefore that's, it's just not happening. Um, uh, but yeah, that may not have been the best way of putting that, but there there is a too far. Yeah, there is a point where you go too far. But I think Hollywood does that. I think they do it on purpose. That's like this dude that just dressed up like basically had the 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 seance on stage or whatever at the Grammys, or because they push that envelope um, and they push it to get the viewers, to get the outrage, to get people talking about it and doing that stuff. That's why Hollywood does what they do. And pretty soon, you know, it used to be you were talking about gay couples getting married, right? That wasn't that long ago. And, you know, it, that's almost like, you know, I guess just just kind of the way things are now. I mean, well, people just think, think part of it the way things are now.
2: Is, I think part of the problem is most people don't, you know, these days, uh, don't have a problem with, like, gay people doing, like, go be gay. Have at it, man. Be gay, I don't care. So now it's like they have to go, well, we got to enrage this and we got to go take it a step further and go down, yeah. you know, go, go, go down this rabbit hole. You know, I I went to that Jimmy Dore show last night, the, the uh, comedy deal, and he uh, he had a whole a whole bit on on just he's like, yeah, I, I, you've lost me at the LGBTQ, you know, all, all of that stuff. He's like, like, what do you keep adding on? You know, and it's like so it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is true. It's like, at what point do you stop caring? I, I stopped caring a while ago. I never got the whole why. <laughs> I, I guess I just wasn't. It, maybe it was the way I was raised. I never got why the whole gay marriage thing was, was even uh, a big deal in the first place as far as why is the government involved in it? And why is it restricted and all that? It's like, what? why do you care? What I mean, what's the point? Well,
2: but... It, it's the, it, it, it's because what it's doing is, I mean, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't care, but what they're doing is they're making everybody, giving everybody something so that everybody can be a victim. Yeah. So that everybody can feel, you know, can, can feel fucked up about something.
1: You get on your separate sides. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's, you know, something that you can step up on a, you know, soapbox and go, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're shitting on me because of this. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm the plus. I, I don't know what the plus is. I can't, you know,
1: that's for it's like <laughs> for until they add more letters.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so, and so it's, you know, they, that's what they want. They want everybody to be able to be a victim so that nobody's responsible for any of their own shit and, and working on their own shit. Yeah. You know, again, I, I think because it, 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 our society's one where we're, we're, we, we may have some staunch, you know, in conservatives and stuff but we we pretty much like hey let everybody just do their thing as long as they're not screwing with anybody else and leave us all alone i think that's what most people out there that's other than like vocal sides on (laughs) each one and like and they can't that can't be enough it's like now we need to go ahead and corrupt your kids like we need to push our agenda and bullshit on your kids Yeah, It's like Disney. How do you take Disney from being like the thing that came after mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom every day and had, you know, Daniel Boone or, you know, I don't know what, what was Mary Poppins kind of stuff to today where now it's an issue. Yeah. Like it's just nonstop propaganda. And it's like, like, and I think they're losing it. I think people more and more are seeing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. But I think they're I think they're losing their narrative because and not and I don't mean losing their narrative. People are like done with listening to their bullshit. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's dividing us more in the sense that what are a lot of parents doing? Hey, let me pull my kids out of school. And I'll just homeschool. Yeah. Or I'm going to go here. So like you have this divide where it's like the, the us and the them divide so much that, you know, how do we recover from that?
1: Yeah, it goes back to talking about when we were kids, teenagers or whatever, or, or almost teenagers watching Porkies and stuff. Um, it, you, As a parent, these days, you almost, like back then, our parents would pre-screen movies, right? Or, or mine would anyway. Right, let me watch this first. I'll let you know if you can watch it or not. These days, parents have to do that with Disney movies. It's ridiculous. Or, or a lot of movies these days. You just don't know what you're going to get, whether it's going to be some sort of social justice thing or uh you know something that i yeah it's just you almost have to do that with well, everything these days i i agree i think hopefully people are starting to speak up uh, a little bit and we'll and by the way too, this man. whole pushing your narrative on somebody else it flies both ways too i mean we're talking about one direction here but it goes both ways too well, let people be But people. I,
2: th- I think that one direction right now and again you know i yeah you know every, everybody should know my politics by now we've done 3000 videos or something but the the it's, it's the crazy part is if you say that like, Hey, you know, and Hey man, people have, they have problems. They have medical conditions that cost shit. Right. I get it. You know, but if you say that somebody that's 500 pounds or, you know, kind of range and you say, Oh man, that, you know, that's not healthy. You get, Oh, you're fat shaming. But then, if they try to say, but then if they look at a parent that says, I don't want my kids being subjected to this stuff. And that's somehow OK. Like they shame me because like you're that's value shaming or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But see, it, it again, it's that one way. That's that predominant one way because they have the megaphone with the mainstream, the legacy media.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get. Yeah, you get shamed if you if you talk about any of these things, if you talk about how, you know, the whole transgender kids in schools don't have to tell their parents what they identify as and all that crap. And there, there are plenty of stories about kids that 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 transitioned and didn't want to. Right but you're not allowed to talk about those stories. And it's not saying that there's like 80% of that happens. I'm not saying that at all, but that should be something that that should be a topic that is addressed, but you can't talk about that because it goes against the narrative. And if you talk about that, then you're, you know, you're labeled this and that and the other thing. So um, I didn't want to spend this whole show on talking about this, but
2: well, that's um, what it the is big frustrating. Thing is though, that, that's the big thing these days. I mean, literally look at the stuff with, with East Palestine, right? With Ohio. Yeah. It's you, you have you you have joy behar, that swamp cow uh, on on t v like talking trash about the people there because she's, all, oh you guys voted for Trump, you deserve this, and making up straight up making lies about the railroad stuff and all those different things that she you know, and like somehow in their world that's okay yeah you know, again like yeah. you 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 are shitting on people because of their views,
1: yeah. You know,
2: like, like what? Hashtag fucking freedom.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's society that outrage sells, right? That's what's going to get the clicks. That's what's going to get the, but that's not deemed misinformation. A bunch of hags on a TV show. uh, And the only time I ever hear from them was when somebody puts a clip on Twitter or something, but a bunch of hags on TV show, making shit up, a bunch of politicians making stuff up. That's not misinformation. No, it, it's the, it's the whack job sitting in his basement talking about how COVID isn't real. That's the, that's what's deemed misinformation. And that's what's dangerous yeah, well, for society. Cassandra
2: says, Cassandra Lynn in the chat says, do, uh, it's what, it's what we believe, right? Do what you want behind closed doors, but don't force it on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Like I, I don't give, do, do your thing. Don't, you know, don't bust anybody's groove. Don't, don't tread on anybody else's right. Don't fuck up kids and, and do your thing.
1: And if if somebody were to come up to me and say this is my pronoun, I'd it, like if I called them something wrong and they said this is my pronoun, I appreciate you for calling me that. I'd probably bite my tongue and do exactly what they say. But when they when they're militant about it, when they just you know try to force that crap on you, no, I, I'm 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 not playing that game. I'm just not I'm not doing it. So.
2: Well, it's if they require, you know, if somebody asks you something and they do it out of a, you know, they're nice about it and say, hey, man, like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, I might play your silly game, you know, but at the same time, don't get me to don't try to get me to believe something that like, you know, just because you went some through some sort of operation, surgical procedure, that your DNA is somehow changed. Right. That you now you're you're something else. No, like we all know the deal. You're you're still, you know, still born how you were born and you still, you know, as much as you don't like it. Don't try to get me to believe something different. Yeah. You know, on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to, I want to pivot. First, we'll talk about Robert's comment, uh, asking about an everyday carry bag. That's uh, I believe it was uh, sort of a gray man ish, right? Not tactical and all that stuff. Um, And from my, I mean, I have no idea where Robert lived, but from my, He he says,
2: what, what kind of backpack, do you uh, recommend for not uh, for a not obvious EDC pack? I don't want anything tactical or drawing attention.
1: Yeah, and the first place I go with that is is your location, like where you go and tra- travel and work and all that, because you want to blend in, right? Uh, I believe he's. Uh, I don't know if he's rural, somewhat rural. I know he doesn't live in the city or anything like that. So, uh, but with him traveling around, I mean, it could be. Uh, I, I mean. Depending on, there's so many different factors to it, right? I mean, it could be something that if you if you do the camel thing and you got and you wear the camel hat or whatever, you're not going to look out of place having a little bag that's camel uh, or something that you carry your stuff in. So. Uh, You know, that wouldn't, I I don't think that would look as out of place as if you just had that tactical Molly, uh, you know, pack and all that stuff. Because in order to make that look normal, you'd have to have the chest rig and, you know, wearing all that stuff, right? Look like a a contractor walking, you know, going into Walmart or something. So I just think something that that super blends in something, I I think, find out what you're going to put in it, like lay out what you're going to put in it. And fit the bag to that, I think. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? I, I,
2: well, I think you, what are you talking about when you, you know, what's your, what's the goal of it? Is it to get you home? Is it to get you home because and you're going to be gone, you know, uh, a one day, you know, within a day you can walk home kind of thing, a few hours. Or is it where you're on on the road, you know, a lot farther? Because then it adjusts the size of the bag, right? Like you can have like a really tiny Um, sort of messenger bag or those, those bags that just, they're not very big. They're about that big kind of spot that you throw on that has everything. If you're talking about, you're just running around town somewhere and you're, you know, you're not far from home. If you're on the road farther then yeah, you want that, that bigger bag. And, you know, I, I would look at what is comfortable for you to carry what's functional for you and then, you know, go not necessarily have to buy it from REI, but go to an REI or go to some store where you can try on a bunch of stuff. And they get something that looks just like a regular bag that you you would carry, you know, um, uh, that that you would that people would walk, you know, just Joe blows would walk around with. It doesn't look that doesn't stand out, but it serves your need. I would drive it by mission.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You were talking about the uh, the fanny pack thing, but this one and I've shown this a couple of times, but it's like a sling pack. So you could bring it around front. This one's almost like too big. Uh, for just that everyday carry, but it is, it, but it's way too small for a bug out bag. So, something this size wouldn't be too bad, depending on what you were using it for. Uh, and it can be yep. something you wear on your back and then you can just pull it around to be able to grab, get into the different pockets and stuff like that. So, but that's a bad example because he's talking about something that's not tactical and that is completely tactical. So, but it is, right. you know, basic black. So, It's not, uh, you know, it's not camo and it doesn't have pouches and and bed rolls and all sorts of stuff all over it. So
2: Um, I don't know that that answered your question, Robert, but um, yeah,
1: that was was 10 minutes worth of gibberish. There you go, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I did want to get to this today. Uh, I I saw this the other day and I think you sent it to to me as well. Uh, But this Clinton aide who basically um, was a couple of times he had let um, Epstein into the White House, right? He signed him in or something. All of a sudden, this dude, uh, the cops are calling it a suicide. And what happened was this guy, according to the information that I've read, and we'll see if you got something different, but according to the information I've read, he shot himself in the chest with the shotgun, traveled 30 feet away, put the shotgun down or tossed it or whatever, then walked over to a tree and hung himself after he shot himself with a shotgun. Is that basically the suicide attempt that?
2: (laughs) I don't know if that's
1: exactly the way I
2: heard it might have been, but I do know it was two forms of suicide that seems to be fairly consistent with a lot of people tied to the Clintons that they, you know, shoot themselves with two different guns, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I I believe it was a shotgun blast and that he hung himself all at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, and I believe Uh, The advisor was hanging from a tree with a shotgun wound to his chest. Oh, before this is where they, he had a 12 gauge gun that was discovered 30 feet away. Uh, But yeah, then he, after, I guess the shotgun didn't work. He had a bunch of shells in his car, but the shotgun didn't work. So he walked over to a tree. I mean, I I suppose it's possible. Uh, Did you you catch
2: that, uh, speaking of dying and being tied into the Clintons, did you catch that there was that uh, plane load of environmental scientists that were heading up to ohio and they left from arkansas i did and they see threw that out from from uh bill and hillary clinton national Air, or uh i don't know if it's national or international airport yeah in arkansas yeah yeah, yeah. Another, another one tied in the clintons i don't know how directly but
1: that that's one that just makes you go hmm anyway because you've got these because there's a lot of stuff going on with that like the fda or somebody is is making them stop uh, what they're the cleanup and stuff, because they want to see exactly how it's going on. You have these guys going. And I believe these people were part of the, the railroad company's chosen, mm-hmm. um, you know, chosen people. Right. Uh, but the plane goes down, which is, which is, it would have been even more interesting if it was like the FDA's people or something. And then all of a sudden the plane goes down, you know, BlackRock's making a couple phone calls. Cause I believe BlackRock does own that railroad company too. Uh, that, uh, mm. that is, it, going with all this stuff, but hey, is,
2: is, is it odd on this guy that kid that hung himself and killed himself This former Clinton aide that signed in Epstein into the white house? Is it odd that right before they supposedly going to come out with some uh, more Epstein, some Epstein stuff like in names that all of a sudden this guy goes and offs himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's completely odd. Yeah. It's odd that this whole name of list from Epstein came out and this Yahoo <laughs> wasn't, wasn't mentioned once. Yeah. And, and you know he was probably he he's probably had the you know the the valued customer card right the oh it's it's Billy, Billy's Billy's made me billion dollars this year alone just by going to the island. Probably had his own separate little suite over there at, on the island, yeah. the the Clinton wing of Epstein Epstein Island. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's, that's just the way all this crap goes with the Clintons, and it it it's a lot so, of smoke. It's, and there's no real fire, I suppose, but man. What do you
0: mean
2: there's no real fire? Just all these people tied to him die of mysterious double suicide causes, right? Well, like, you've things, got... So, hey... Th- oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, you've got no real fire because people keep putting it out for them, you know? The, the CIA or yeah, whoever the, dresses up like fire. Is-
2: <laughs> all the people that have the fire to, you know, burn up on the Clintons get shot and hung themselves, right? And, hey, if you... So hey, to make sure we get the hitting the like button in the chat or you know in the over here on Rumble, if you think that this guy might have been Clinton cited, go ahead and hit the like button on the uh, for the video.
1: Yeah, 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 Clinton. Yeah, it just it happens so much. Uh, Brandon said in the chat too. Black BlackRock owns a lot of everything, but a majority of of but doesn't own a, a majority of anything. Yeah, they've got their – that is is an evil corporation, man, because they made their money and, you know, more power to capitalism and all that stuff. They made their money basically in the 2007 crash when they basically evicted people – the the subprime loans and all that they evicted those people out of the homes and then they resold those homes and all that and became this huge conglomerate. Now they got their fingers in everything. They're they're the main driver with the the ESG scores and they're in Davos now talking about all that stuff. So uh, that is a that is the new build or, or, uh, the new Rockefellers and the new you know the ones that Alex Jones used to talk about all the time. I think they are the new uh, boogeyman. Uh, that I, you know, that I think are going to, the sheep in, it or the wolf in sheep's clothing, basically, they're going to say all the right things, they're going to do all this and say this, and, and they're going to work hand in hand with the World Economic Forum and, and ram it up all our asses eventually here. Hopefully we're, it, we might be alive when all of that stuff happens, but hopefully we're, hopefully that's not the case. Of course, I feel bad for my grandkids and my kids. They're going to have to deal with this shit. My oh, son's going to have to deal with well,
2: it. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, it might be coming to a head here. You know, we talked about World War Three earlier. It might be coming to a head here sooner or later, one way or the other.
1: Do you think that, because it, I think everything's going to have to change, and that's the World Economic Forum's game plan, right? Harnessing the fourth industrial revolution. But you've got AI. You've got all this computer shit going on. You've got all these different things. So it is going to change, regardless who's in charge of it. And I think what their plan is is to be in charge when it does. Do you think there is a smooth transition that that their little game plan yeah. says we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to make everything smooth, or is it going to be this holy crap? This old way doesn't work anymore, so it's going to be rough for a while. Uh, meaning, uh, well,
2: I, I think the people of the world are looking at it now, right? Like around the world, the Joe Schmo. That's why you have these populist uprisings happening everywhere. Right. And I I think the people of the world are seeing it. And it's what do they do to distract us from what's going on? I mean, World War uh, three, like a World War, you know, level problem without nukes is a great thing for them because it kills off the populations of the world, gives a huge distraction for everybody, everybody, you know, to to stay focused on other stuff rather than what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, look, World War II gave rise to the military industrial complex, right? In a lot of ways, which and the intel agencies came out of World War II and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we see how they're going. So what do they try to do to to, to garner more power? You know, I, I think everything's on on the uh, on the board with that right now. And it's <laughs> and and the crazy part is like, you know, that like look down in Brazil, like they are are clamping down on freedoms down there. You know, like you can go to jail for this. Well, you you can't say this. You you know, they're like they're, they're just shutting down anything that anything we determine to be misinformation, right? Anything their government does. And and the problem that they have here is all these people on the that are on the left right now or whatever you want to call that. The Democrat establishment, those kind of people that are all about that. We, ah, we need to censor stuff at some time. Your your people aren't going to be in charge. You don't want those other people coming back and doing it to you. Yeah. Right. And so but so that's happening around the world. You see it happening in the Netherlands, all around the world. That's happening. They're trying to Canada. Right. They're they're trying to clamp down on our communications and people um, having an opinion and they're trying to shut down. So I, I think we're headed that way. And so what ha- it, either we keep going that way because it's governments doing it. Right. It's all these you know people tied into the economic world, economic form and stuff that's doing this. So we either keep heading down that road. Or something causes us not to, you know, what causes us not to head down that war? I don't know. Everybody starts rebelling around the world. Is that where, is that where it goes?
1: I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if that's the direction they wanted everything to go. That chaos, that disruption, uh, because you, you break the whole system and then there's no other choice but to put your system in. And a great byproduct of massive chaos, global chaos for You know, five, ten years, however long, is a lot of a lot uh, is population control, right? So you got Bill Gates sitting there, you got Klaus Schwab, you got all these people that talk about sustainability, and you've got all these issues with um, not having the resources to do all these this um, sustainable energy and all that stuff. So, what better way to you know make it an easier issue than to kind of just. Cause a bunch of chaos and, and have a bunch of people just off themselves, off each other. And then you come in as this, this savior, right? This, Oh, we're going to make things better. We've been talking about this for a while, but we're going to do this. We're going to make sure your life doesn't suck. We're going to make sure your neighbor doesn't want to rip your head off and all this stuff. So um, now that there's 352 of you left, this is going to be pretty easy to do. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit. You know, well, if that's I mean think about an this. acceptable direction. They can start a
2: war and then write the rules and say, Oh, we need to start rationing and we need to impose a draft. And all you people that get drafted, those are the people who would be the problems, right? That's the it's not like the you know, the Rockefellers or or whoever's up there send off their kids to go fight.
1: Now they'll be on right. some island somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so they find all the people who are their problem, the the the, the people who could rise up and say, "We don't want you doing what you're doing. We we, we want to take a different way with our how oppressive our government is. We want freedoms and stuff. All those people. Oh, you get to go fight, and you yeah. get to fight the people from the other country who are in the same boat.
1: Yeah, yeah. While yeah. while they sit up, it kind of like the Roman arena, right? While the while the emperor yeah. sits up in the stands. You know, everybody's down there fighting uh, off in each other, and then you know, once once everything's done, once the show's over, then you can start to you know rebuild. And uh, I don't know that Klaus Schwab would be around anymore, but his whole his whole vision would be there, right? And all this because all these comp these countries, I almost say companies because that's what it's going to be, but all these countries are, are are getting in line with this whole global governance type situation, so. <laughs>
2: It's- well, and think about how it goes. I mean, you look at look at this Clinton deal we're talking about. How many people atti- that are tied into the Clintons have died of mysterious causes? Like I don't even say mysterious, even the, like when, when the reports come out about how they committed suicide. It, it's the reason why someone put it in the chat, you know, Arkin sided, Clinton sided. Yeah, like there's er, there, 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 there's, you know, there's these terms that are out there because so many people kill themselves that are attached to them. And and, and everybody goes like, yeah, dude, it, it's how do you get around that? That like nothing's happened the Epstein client list. Why hasn't that come out? You know, Hillary Clinton deletes 20,000 emails. And I'm not just, you know, the, the Clintons got all kinds of this stuff happening. Yeah. Like, like what must they have? I guess, you know, fucking little kids on these people up there to get them all to get on board with this shit
1: yeah it makes you it makes you really wonder i mean it (laughs) uh because there's there's a lot of support for the clintons right if if this stuff is true that means there's a lot of support for making sure that the lid stays on there's a lot of support for epstein to make sure the lid stays on this list and i think it all has to do with the amount of people that can be implicated, I think that's the main thing. With and I still think this way with Hillary's emails, Obama would have been implicated with that whole crap. So nope, you know you don't say a damn thing about nothing because I guarantee you they don't give a shit about her unless she's got dirt on somebody else. And I think that's the of whole course. that's the whole dirty Washington game.
2: Well, it's what we used to call Mexican standoff, right? You got a bunch of people pointing guns at each other. And like no one wants to pull the trigger because some way someone that you're not pointing a gun at has a gun pointed at you. Right? Like they all have this dirt on each other up there. Yeah. It, it seems like. And so, you know, nothing, you yeah. and then the way the system's set up, I heard Jimmy Dore at the at the comedy club last night talk about this. And he says, you know, the thing of it is, and he, he's right. He goes, Mitch McConnell is in power because he's the most corruptible motherfucker that's there. Yeah. And so because he He's so corruptible. He gets all the money that he doles out to everybody else.
1: Yeah. Same with Pelosi on the other side. A guy
2: like Mitch McConnell, you know, with his ties to China and all this stuff keeps getting reelected because nobody else can step up and get the money to compete against him. Yeah. You know, because I don't know. Most people I know from Kentucky are pretty, pretty, you know, good Americans that I don't think would ever want to vote for Mitch McConnell or anybody like that. But that guy keeps getting getting elected. Because he controls the money. Look at Nancy Pelosi; she controls the money. Why is that? Because they're the most corruptible people. When yeah. you look at all those th- those higher level people, they're all like super corruptible, and they and they make everybody else below them corrupt. You have to get you have to genuflect and get on the knee for those people.
1: Yeah, it it baffles me how, especially like in places like Kentucky, how people like that can get elected, or uh, Maxine Waters in in the the. I don't know if it's what, wherever she's, I think she's California, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, she's Los Angeles. How
1: she can continue to get reelected and not do a damn thing for the community that she's supposed to represent. Or maybe just do enough to keep continuing to get reelected. But that's where it boils down to. It's it's our fault as the population. It's our fault as people for allowing uh, this type of crap to happen. And it's not saying go, you know, go storm the Capitol or anything like that. But the first thing you do is not elect the shit bags that are in there. That's that's step one of of all this crap uh, of solving the problem. But people are so asleep at the wheel or they'll, they'll watch a commercial. If you got enough money, you put enough commercials out. You get freaking blasted with political cur- commercials and you get brainwashed. And, you know, you think, oh, screw it. I'm just voting for this guy because I voted for this guy the last 14 times. And he's better than than that Democrat over there or whatever. So that's how well, I think people buy and- the
2: I, I think because they don't get good options. Again, you mentioned Maxine Waters, right? She she runs. Um, She sits over Gardena, Inglewood and Torrance, the uh, districts of L.A., right? In Inglewood, it's a shit show. You know, I, I don't know if it's still a shit show, but I'm pretty sure it's still a shit show.
1: That used right? to be dude, I, like gangster paradise, right? I yeah, mean, that's
2: I, I did my paramedic inter- internship in Inglewood and and it, it, w- it was a complete shit show. Well, you have this area that's a shit show. She gets all kinds of donor money to do what she does. I, I imagine it's pretty easy for her to buy her votes down there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. You know, she keeps people fearing. And, and in the way, don't forget, Maxine Waters is the person who came out years ago and was saying, hey, they're, they're the CIA is funneling drugs into the South Central L.A. Everybody called her crazy. And I think Maxine Waters is batshit crazy. But she wasn't crazy on that. She was right. Yeah. So how much of that comes into play? You know, and again, I think I think what Dorr says is right, that the most corruptible politicians are the one that ends up rising to the top because it's so corrupt. And then everybody has to get in line with what they say, because you don't get money out of the Democratic National Committee. Right. If you don't play their game, I mean, look at look at Tulsi Gabbard, right? She went against the Democratic, uh, Demo- she didn't, she was a Bernie person. She wasn't a Hillary person. And the Democratic National Committee, like, went after her for it. She stopped getting funding to do all that stuff. Why do you think she's out of politics? Because she didn't buy in, she didn't follow along with their their um, Hillary narrative. And then she went after Kamala on stage, you know, and tore Kamala up, ruined her presidential campaign. Not that Kamala wouldn't ruin her own presidential campaign. <laughs> but you have to be lockstep with them, with the power brokers, and it's like, you know, like Maxine Waters, I imagine she's like a capo kind of, you know, and, and if this if it's the mob and you look at it as organized crime, I guess since they write the law book, it can't be criminal. Right. They, they, they yeah. decide what's criminal. But th- this organized fuckery that's in politics. Imagine she's like a capo in there. How many people have to get in line with what line with what she wants? I mean, you, you, you look at um, uh, what, what's her name? The, the young chick out of New York there um, AOC, right? AOC comes in there. Oh, I'm going to do all this progressive shit then gets in there and then just starts kissing Nancy's ass. Yeah. Anything Nancy wants. That's what AOC
1: does. Right. Why? Cause you don't get reelected. It makes me wonder, <laughs> I don't know Jack about Maxine Waters political career or anything, but it makes you wonder if back then when she was talking about the CIA funneling drugs, uh, that, if that wasn't somewhere along that in that that time frame, wasn't when they got her their hands on her and and basically said, get in line and we'll do this for you. Uh, shut your mouth, get in line, follow the rules, uh, and, and we'll make this very lucrative for you. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know what her political career was, but uh, I guarantee you the amount of money she made per year back then <laughs> and how much she's got yeah. now, uh, you're probably talking tens of millions of dollars.
2: Well, I mean, look at Stacey Abrams down in Georgia. She's never won an election. She's never done shit. Yeah. And she, now she's a mil, She's a multimillionaire.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Where do you
2: think that multi? Those multi millions came from? Yeah, <laughs> like she just she she all of a sudden she she won the lotto or she had something work. No, she, she's corrupt. She's getting paid off. And so it's just a matter of time till she gets in the political office and she owes all kinds of favors. You know, like ah, oh, you got to get on board.
1: It's yeah. a mess. I I guess this isn't like unique to the United States. I suppose this is like a historical, this is the way it's always been with politicians and, and, you know, throwing money around and getting rich because of politics and all that stuff. But
2: I I think before the, you know, maybe before the internet where, where it was more difficult to get that word out, you know, and to, and to get people to like all be on the same sheet of music and see what's happening. Yeah. I think it was probably always going on, but now it's really, it's hard hard for them for it's hard not for us to see it if you want to look because the information's out there yeah right you know you can uh you look at all all the narratives i'm i'm reading um listening to well i'm reading two but one jim cobb's prepping 2.0 i'm trying to finish that up that's a really good uh good prepping book and then chaos which talks about they got it was the author that i i don't remember his name he went into the whole manson family killings and like why did they do what they did and then that's what led to Oh, because it, they were literally under the, exper- they were being experimented on by the CIA. Charles Manson was a CIA experiment with mind control, MK ultra and all that, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think it just, it starts, how do you get away from that stuff?
1: Well, you that know? was, so,
2: and they get, what's that?
1: That was stuff that used to happen. We wouldn't do anything like that these days. Yeah, We're, we're a well, much better government
2: these days. <laughs> yeah. We, that, that story, MK ultra would never have gotten carried. If it weren't for podcasts, if it weren't for YouTube channels, it, you know, if it wasn't for like a an Amazon where you can go on there and you know everybody can oh yeah this is a good book let me see that oh the CIA really did this stuff yeah Dude, Ted Kaczynski the Unabomber went through MK Ultra right Whitey Bulger was an MK Ultra person weird that all this stuff's happening right so yeah. you know when we look at Maxine Waters and all this you know again it goes back to one what do they get on you what you know that the stuff is actually happening so.
0: Well, know.
1: and you're right, too. I mean, there's we can we we know how much how who's the best trader among all the politicians. We know, mm. uh, you know, so much information about them, but it's almost like they could give a shit. Like, so what is almost like their attitude? Like, you know, like fire me, you know, don't let me. If you me.
2: had money, if, if someone has money to and spend to spend, you can go on to Twitter and they and they have websites and they have Twitter feeds that follow like the stock trades of Congress. Mm-hmm. Like you can get all Nancy Pelosi's trade kind of trades going on stuff. If you followed them, you you would you'd be beating the system. It's like going into Vegas and having like somebody watching the dealer deal to you and getting getting the idea of what's on the what cards they have. Yeah, you know it, it's it's those sharks that go into you know those people going to Vegas and 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 going there to cheat. That's what they got going on. They're beating the odds, like, you know, with their stock trades. If you follow them, you can make money because it, and they, oh, no, it's not insider trading.
1: What? Get out of here. Yeah. I follow unusual whales on Twitter and they talk about that all the time. Uh, They're, yeah, they got some interesting stuff. Yeah. You'd think at some point, I mean, I guess all, all countries fall apart at some point, but you would think that because they probably pay, you know, 10% of the work they actually do, is for this republic. Uh twenty or thirty percent is all a show to act like they really care, like like just what they're doing now with tech companies. We're gonna talk we're gonna see about this collusion and stuff that we're I mean, that they're doing and you know, and, and a bunch of bullshit. We're gonna investigate this. We're gonna investigate the investigation of the investigation, we're gonna do this stuff. But and and while we're at it, we're gonna throw a couple billion over to Ukraine and then you a know. Couple. Yeah, a couple billion. Yeah, yeah, a couple more oh. billion. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you get get back into you know we talked about the last week or the week before Nord Stream two pipeline, like yeah, okay, we blew that up, and nobody frick cares. Cricket, <laughs> no, yeah, the, and the mainstream media is not touching it. They're not running with it. Nah, yeah, it's it, 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 it's a mess.
1: Well, and yeah, and that's enough. this article that that you know it's the same type of thing. This lab leak. Lab leak and I talked about this in the YouTube show. Um, the most likely origin of COVID nineteen, what the Energy Department says, was from a lab. This should be out. Everybody should be outraged that we basically are trying to kill ourselves. When I was talking about that Chat GPT guy being a doomsday prepper, is he so? Is he so wrong? But people don't care. It, it's almost like people don't care that we're 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 creating a doomsday weapon to take ourselves out. There should well, be a see, lot here, of outrage here, here, about that. But it, and I think it
2: goes farther one, they should be outraged that like, well, you lied to us for all these, you know, years. You suppressed the people that were saying this came out of a lab. Right? Yeah. And 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 there here, should here's be some my accountability. One, I mean, you could look at you could look at it coming out that in the, you know, the military world games that were held in Wuhan in September. In October, I think it was September or October that they were held there and how that might be the actual genesis for um, COVID running around. Because remember, be- before COVID hit, there is this mysterious flu that was running around. And, and knowing, ah, people are dying from this weird flu. We can't figure out what it is. Yeah, maybe it was COVID. I don't know. But then you, you run, in, run into the whole deal is, OK, so if not, it, it, wasn't, it was released from the lab. Now your question comes in, OK, how did it get out of the lab? And they're going to say it was an accident. All right. And we're and we're being led to believe that, yeah, Chinese level four labs, they're just a shit show. Right. Bunch of fucking idiots who can't really manage stuff that who shouldn't have a level four lab. And I don't even know what a level four lab is, but I think that's what they call a level four lab. A really, you know, highly contained quarantine genetic bio warfare lab that like the stuff's not supposed to get out of there. I don't think just. I know we, we get fed stuff because, you know, we get Chinese crap from Amazon that's junk and stuff like that. But we also get a lot of stuff made in China that lasts and is good. It depends on how they design it and what and, and who's having it built and all that. So we're, we're being led to believe that the Chinese were slip shits and someone just it accidentally got out. All right. Well, what was going on back in late 2019 when it accidentally got out? The, the there was a lot of sanctions by the U.S. were going on uh, on China. Right. Like They they weren't happy with Trump. Democratic Party was definitely not happy with Trump. And the economy was coming around where that dude was going to get reelected had, had it not been for this. Right. And then you had the Hong Kong uprisings that had been happening. What did covid do? It set the Chinese up. So no one gave because before before covid, every the world was getting on board. Oh, yeah, we got to support. Don't you guys do this with Hong Kong? You got, you know, don't go in there and smash it down. Well, why everybody was so busy being locked in and doing all their other shit. They went in there and smashed down Hong Kong. They smashed down the riots. They scooped up the people They did all kinds of shit. Yeah. So, so the question then needs to be asked because I see the establishment here in the U S right. We, we know big pharma, the establishment, all these people that the largest upward transition of wealth in human history happened. So I see the system, the establishment benefiting by COVID, I see the Chinese, the CCP by benefiting by COVID. So now the question is, was it intentionally released or wasn't an accidental release? And if we assume that most scientists are pretty squared away and that they, you know, they go in the room and they hit the thing and it blasts them with all the steam and the chemicals, washes them off and does all the shit. Right. How did it get out? Like my my spidey sense tells my Mike. And I don't even think it's conspiracy side. I think it's something that needs to be considered. How did it get out? Of let out of the lab? Was it an intentional release? Okay. And if you say, well, yeah, people can say, well, we have China. I can see China doing that. Well, now you have to ask yourself, okay, since we funded a bunch of the shit in that lab, right? Fauci did. Who's how deep in this deep state was is that guy? Was it really? Was it? Was it really just accidentally released?
1: Yeah, well, and then you've got, and then, and this is total conspiracy theory rabbit hole here too, but it, then you've got the fact that you had Event 201 uh, a couple mm-hmm. years before all this stuff. You have the World yeah, Economic what, was it, Forum. Was it 201
2: a couple years before?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they had one, yeah, I, I can't remember the timeline. There were a couple of exercises Uh, Where they did this stuff, and then you've got the World Economic Forum that is sort of pushing this idea uh, before all this stuff happens. So it, it just seems just the timing of all of this stuff seems really interesting as far as if they used this, maybe it was China's China was benefit would benefit because they could just put the clamps down on all the shit that was going on there but the world would benefit from it because all these, you know, these people in Davos that could have, you know, and again, conspiracy theory.
2: Event 201 happened in October of 2019.
1: And the pandemic was 2021. No, it was 29. That's when the the
2: first cases of COVID were reported in China. Um, They didn't, they say they didn't know what they had, but started running around in December. Right. But then if you trace of 2019, 2020 is when it, when it, Hit and all the stuff right? happened, but no, it happened in 2019. And that's what part of the thing is that's when the, I think the world military games were going on in, in Wuhan, right around the same time that they were having event 201. You know, and people go, Oh, wow, this is crazy conspiracy stuff. Yeah. But isn't it like a lot of coincidences kind of lining up? Yeah. yeah. Event 201 in October, world M- military games. People saying that. Yeah. We think it was released earlier than that. And, and, and I say that and I, and it, I had it when I, in 2019, I was still uh, or no, I had left already, but I still knew a lot of people that worked at the North American Education and Training Center up in Vegas at the time. And they had one of the paramedics that worked there had come back from overseas. He had gone and worked overseas. And in December, he died of like this mysterious flu. Like, I, we don't know what it is, some sort of flu, but it wasn't the flu. Right. And they still don't know what it is, but these people were dying. Like, I know that guy died. And so I'm like, well, isn't that odd that that dude died in early December? but then covid magically started happening in 2020. Yeah. And then you hear about the world military games that happened in I think like October where all these military people went to China and here goes covid that year going crazy. So,
1: I don't know. Another thing that's interesting too is is the response to covid was almost textbook what it was in event 201 and um if you if you haven't researched it because I did a really deep dive into this a little while back but um, go look because they've got all the things that, that they they their projections and their predictions about how the news media should handle it or would handle it and all that and everything is textbook according to what that how they, they planned it out in that we know now after we went through it that it was a bunch of jackassery and they made a whole bunch of freaking mistakes but I think they were mistakes that they it hey. were intentionally made so I just looked it
2: up. I'm looking at it right now here uh, with Google Foo And it's, this is from a, the national library of medicine. And it is clear that the travel that travel was a major factor in the rapid dissemination of COVID-19 of COVID-19 disease. It has been post, it has been proposed that Wuhan China was the epicenter of the pandemic. The world military games took place from the 18th to the 27th of October, 2019 in Wuhan, China. Okay. Now over here on, this is from John Hopkins university. It says that uh, for the, this is talking about um, the whole, uh, uh, whatchamacallit 201, event 201 for those participating in, in New York city on October 18th, a heavyweight group of polyma- uh policymakers, business leaders, and health officials event 201 was a chance to see how, how much catch up work, uh, is needed to bolster our disaster response system. So, Event 201 and the World Military Games in Wuhan, China kicked off on the very same day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know. to see here. Move along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think there's... Yeah. The main thing with this is there should be people should be outraged about the fact that it was developed the, the fact that we're trying to kill ourselves, basically, whether it was intentional, whether it wasn't intentional uh, with the, the fact that we've been lied to and been fed a narrative for two, three years. Uh, you know, people should be outraged, but they're not. They, they they're well, they're more pissed off that you're not wearing a mask. And maybe this was a year ago. They're more pissed off about that than they are the fact that these rich fat cats are, you know, (laughs) screwing with Mother Nature. Hey, don't
2: fat shame cats, man. But no,
1: it's large large bone cats.
2: (laughs) Right. You know, and people might say, well, those two things have nothing to do with each other. Both happening on October 18th. And I'm like, I would like to say, yeah, you're right. With the amount of coincidences and amount of conspiracies that have been kicked around that have gone, that have been like, Oh yeah, this, this happened. And it wasn't, it's not a conspiracy. It's truth. And the conspiracy is saying that it didn't happen. When you have these two major pandemic related, I don't know if, you know, military games, pandemic related, but that where people are saying it was disseminate, it was spread through the military world, the world military games. They both happen on the same day. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, you know, I don't, maybe there's nothing there, but like, Should we really discount it with everything that's happened, that level of that level of planning and prep on them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I use this analogy all the time. But say you got a kid that's a a heroin addict, right? And he lies to you 25 percent of the time or 10 percent of the time. You're going to question everything that little shithead tells you because you don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And that's the same. You know, we've got a bunch of heroin addicts running the show. Uh, and and who knows? They're going to tell you exactly what you need to hear, and their heroin addict buddies in the media are going to parrot whatever they said.
2: Green money, heroin addict buddies. Yeah, that's what yeah. their heroin is, right? Money and power. Yeah, but yeah. It's that's that's too funny that those two two events happened on the same day, started on the same day.
1: Yeah, that whole situation is it. it should, people should be outraged, but nobody really gives a crap. And that's just its frustrating because the important issues people don't really care about. But, by God, you know, some actor says something or some comedian says something and the whole world's going to explode. But, you know, the stuff that, that really is important, people are just like, eh. The news told it me it was okay, so it's okay. It keeps you
2: distracted, right? keeps everybody distracted, all this stuff happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I got to race like a piss horse, so we're gonna get out of here tonight.
2: Wait, wait. What? You have to race like a piss horse?
1: Yeah, I got to race like a piss horse. I, I you know, <laughs> I could, I could probably get my little camper potty and put it down underneath my desk here, and nobody'd ever Isn't know. Is it piss
2: like a race horse, or are you intentionally doing that?
1: I'm intentionally. That's just. I say that all the time. Uh, oh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> it's uh, my listexia kicking in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway yeah we are gonna get out of here tonight that was a long show it was a fun show though i really do like doing this rumble stuff man because we just kind of kind of talk about stuff and not worry about our crazy ass conspiracy theories pretty soon we're gonna be talking about some of that election stuff too coming up so it's coming up hey make sure you
2: everybody hit the like button and hit the subscribe button if you're listening on the podcast make sure you hit the subscribe button to the podcast podcast also Dale's podcast survival prep remind mind Mind for survival go check those out too while you're at it so we do a terrible job of promoting our stuff
1: yeah yeah we do uh brandon said time for depends dale not a bad idea (laughs)
2: hey you're just you're you're one depends away from being an astronaut driving this driving to florida to kill her uh to shoot her ex or whatever it was right yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah all right, man. Well, we are going to get out of here. Uh, every week we say this: we're going to get out of here, and then we spend ten more minutes getting out of here. So, <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening, watching, and joining the show tonight. Uh, Denise is there? Good show. Thanks, guys. She said, "Thank you, uh, Robert Brandon, and everybody else." Appreciate y'all joining in. Oh, uh, hey, Rob, Robert
2: asked about uh, the Blabbercast coming back any soon, anytime soon.
1: It's on indefinite so- or. Uh, what is the, 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 the word it, for it, it, we don't not know
2: anytime, not right now. It's not going to come back right now. It's just a matter of, I mean, it takes so long to do this and do stuff on our own videos um, yeah. for mine for survival and, and, and survivalist prepper that we just didn't have the time on Wednesday mornings to do it. So it's just a matter of time. Uh, and, and once we get that more automated and we get some of that pressure of getting that stuff taken off us, fighting the fighting against the algorithm and all that, um, it, it'll come back, but for, it'll be gone for a little while.
1: Yeah. I, I need to spend a little bit more time focusing on survival's prepper and doing the website and the, the YouTube videos and all that. It's just, that's a whole lot of stuff going on all at the same time. So, but it's not to say that it's gone forever. Uh, it's just for yeah. the time being. Well, and, and, and just
2: to give you an example, like I, I did, I have a, I had a podcast. Well, it came out yesterday um, with uh, Craig Cottle of uh, um, the Nature Reliance School. And that podcast, I mean, I spent a couple of, like an hour and a half doing the podcast, about two hours talking with him on the day I did. But to get that podcast all the way done and have a blog post and everything was about eight hours of yeah. work. So so it takes a lot. And so we it just something had to give in the Wednesday morning shows day. But we, that's that's why we're kind of making the, the Sunday evening shows. We're making these longer because of that.
1: Yeah, But if somebody wants to donate a million dollars to me I'll hire somebody to help me out <laughs> We'll do the Wednesday show Watch out, some some
2: some uh, political action committee might come And say, <laughs> yeah. hey, can you guys not say yeah. the stuff you're saying We'll give you some
1: money All of a sudden it'll Go be away. the survival bre- preppers Brought to you by Pfizer <laughs> 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 um, At any rate See, I told you, it took us 10 minutes really? to get out of here <laughs> I love doing this to you Yeah all right, everyone, we are going to get out of here tonight. Uh, appreciate y'all listening and watching. Take care and prepare. We'll talk to y'all later.
0: Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, visit the thesurvivalpreppers.com. Or the bugoutlocation.com for members only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.